Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Downstairs is all shaved and clean as well if you want an ass or... Hi everybody, welcome back to the Our Smiling Faces podcast and it is just an audio special tonight. No video, so you don't get the pleasure of looking at our handsome mugs. Joined by Dagger, who's got a nice fresh new haircut, mate. Ah, yes, it's uh, it's not bad. Like, I'm matching, but I'm getting close to using it. So, uh, it just, just looks like yeah. us now, doesn't he? Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a hell of a lot better in the morning, I'll tell you that for nothing. Um, it's really good, just get up, get up. everything's great, no hair dry as required. Um Right, do, you so, use, do you still use a hairdryer? Every single morning, mate. Right? <laughs> every, not up, man. I had to, to get the to get the quiff to go back, and then I used to have to gel <laughs> it and then style it and that. Oh, and then uh, obviously with the as I was saying before, with all the hairdressers being shut, man, like it was just getting longer and longer, and I was just getting really fed up with it. So um, I rang our dad, and he had you know them like them ones that you do it yourself, just a round ball type of thing. Or the thing that you put on your hand. Not well. Ah, you just hold terrible, it. You just hold them. it. Um, and. He says, oh, I've got one of them. And I says, oh, well, leave it on the doorstep and I'll come and get it. So there we go. So I just got it off. Uh, I love it, like, to be fair. I'm quite happy with it, like, so. I think I've got a spare pick, actual clippers in the house, mate. Like, probably. Oh, oh, well, if, if, I, if I need to do it again or whatever, because I might go one shorter, because this is, yeah, I think I might go shorter the next time. Like, People which... cannot see. That's true, yeah. He's bending down in the camera to show them he's here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to go quite cue ball type, type like, but you know what I mean. I'll I think what you should do, mate, we'll get you, we'll just get you a razor, mate, and just join, join the club. <laughs> the bald podcast. It's yeah, quite I'm, difficult I'm only... when you're uh, you, the, the first few times when you're doing it with like a, a proper pair of clippers, trying to do your own. But then, yeah, uh, once you've you've done it once or twice, you get used to it. So you've got to get your hand in some weird positions to. To get rid of like balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the ball thing was was really good though. Honestly, like I, hang I, on, I, hang I on. Just, <laughs> well, you know, the thing I used to shave me here. <laughs> you walked straight into that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite good at that. Aren't I? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, downstairs is all shaved and clean as well. If you want an ass, so 
I'm in. I'm in a good. I'm in a good fell. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I bet it. Uh, I bet it felt good to see them opening lines there, Christopher. It's been a while. Then what? What since we've done one of these? Yeah. It has. Yeah. It's obviously we've done the the, the live Q and A's the last couple of weeks. Um, but obviously with the no football being on and there's, there's not much happening. Let, let's be honest with you. But a couple of things which I do want to talk about. One of the first things I, I want to say is that. Both of our sponsors for the podcast are still running. They're not customer facing. Um, Jordy Gifts, they're, they're taking online orders for the likes of the cards. I think it's only cards which they are selling just because the, the workload's quite hard for Craig to keep up with. So they're just keeping with cards only, um, doing personalized cards. So if you need to get any cards out, go to their website, the, um, Guillermo Clothing. If you notice uh, the last few months, really, Dom's been putting a lot of retro tops on, hasn't he? And loads, yeah. Yeah, he's got loads of new castle tops in there, which have been selling like like shit hot. Really, let's be honest with you. As soon as he puts them on, a he's lot got some in like European ones as well, hasn't he? Like Bayern Munich and things like that. Ah, he's like, got all sorts. Yeah, he's, he's had a few that. Liverpool ones as well. Hey, I'm yeah, the last couple of weeks. But visit Guillermo Clone as well. They've got the the own branded T-shirts on there as well as that that vintage and retro section he's on there. Got a hoodie well, out so. in a minute as well. He has. Uh, he's got a new T-shirt as well, mate, with uh, Biggie Smalls on it. Oh, Same name as that one yet. So yeah, um, now that's out of the way. Um, so one of the things I want to touch on is we've seen quite a few polls in this lockdown, in this isolation. There's polls left, right and centre all over social media, especially Twitter. Um, so the first one which I want to mention is one from Funny 8 So they put one on the other day saying if you had to pick one striker to, to be in the current Newcastle team, which one would it be? So there was four options on there. You had uh, Mark Viduka. You had Papi Sisi, you had Loic Remy, and you had Obafemi Martins. First of all, am I just completely forgetting about Viduga, or was he just not that good for us? Yeah, he was in a bad, <laughs> bad side, a bad, a bad sort of period at the, at the time. Um, if you think, if you go back to his Leeds days, like he was a hell of a player, he was a brilliant was, yeah. player. And when even we signed Burra? him, yeah, you're right. I even brought when we signed him, I thought, God, this is this is a great signing. This like um, he was like Ashley's but, first signing, mate. Was he? God, Great he was coming at the end of his end of his time, though. Really, wasn't he? He yeah. was he was knocking on in, in in age, and I think it was just a case of he was. It was maybe one last payday and uh, chance of a big move before he then, he then buggered off back back home. I was um, I remember how like, you know, this happened often. Not often, but it did happen with us a few times. When you know, when you sign a player and you think, oh, he's gonna. He's really going to suit us. It's, you know, it's a sort of a sign of intention that it's a good player. And I remember like Damien Duff was one I had a massive thing for. Thinking, Christ, like what a signing he is! Absolutely rubbish. Like nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, with God Viduka, and I thought, God, yes, he might be getting on a little bit, but what a signing! And again, like just nothing. Um, I mean, I have seen a few people reply back to that funny eight poll saying, like, have you seen the way we play? Maybe Viduka will be good because he holds the ball. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? That's a different argument. But. Uh, yeah, but he was in the pool, though, you're right. So it was C.C. Martins, Remy and him. Is that right? Yeah, it was, yeah. So, like, when I saw those, those obviously, the, the three, I thought, they're probably pretty close-ish in, in regards to talent-wise. Um, uh, there was no competition for me. Like, as soon as I seen it, I, I was straight in with... with well, I was as well. So, so it's top of my head. I think if you're looking at a footballing point of view, um, I would go straight for Remy straight away. Yeah, that's what down. I did. Same. I don't think it's in regards to a football aspect. I don't think it's any close because I think the talent which Remy had, even though it was only for a, for a, a season loan which we had him for after he pissed off the first time and pissed off to um, QPR, 
Um, but the, the glimpses that we saw from him, he, he was a special footballer, wasn't he? Oh, hundred percent. I remember the first time I I seen him play for us, and I, I remember saying like, "Is the nearest thing I'd I'd seen to Thierry Henry." Just his, his movement, the way he passed the ball, his his shots, the way I remember his, his first game, he got he got the ball down, um, kind of out on the the touchline against the East Stand, just in in that same kind of position where Thierry Henry used to always find himself, and he just drifted inside to the edge of the box and then curled one towards the the top corner, and it was just that that was the epitome of how many times have you seen Thierry Henry do that for for Arsenal, and he just nonchalantly turned up and, and did that at St James's Park. It was just brilliant, brilliant player. I think Shame it um, ended as quickly as it did. did so did who, who won the actual poll? Was it CC? Because I knew CC was winning. I think it might winning. still be going on, mate. I'll double right. check for you. Yeah. But I think it might still be going on. I think CC was winning by, by quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you by at least 10%. Yeah, I think he's a spot on in regards to like, if you're going on pure ability, you'd, You'd probably have to say Remy, wouldn't you? Like you would, because obviously of the the ability he had. But CC mm. was mint, wasn't he? Over a short period of time in that first year, I mean, Christ, he was <laughs> he was absolutely on fire, wasn't he? So yeah, right, so yeah, we'll, we'll have seen the final the final results. Um, it has finished. So there was nearly seven thousand votes on this one, which is quite Jesus. a number, to, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so starting from fourth up, over Mark Viduga had a grand total of four percent. Right, that, that, that's probably people probably pressing the wrong button or just oh, taking piss. That's a bit yeah. harsh, isn't it? Pressing or... the wrong button. <laughs> um, then it, with 17%, it was Oberfemi Martins. Um, and Lowick Remy was on 34%, and Pappy CC was on 45%. Mm-hmm. So I think a, a lot of people, they'll probably hold it against Remy for the whole thing and scenario, which was before we actually got him on loan, where he was supposed to be coming to Tyneside for a medical, went down yeah. to London, got off the flight there, and went straight to QPR because it offered him more money. Yeah. He, he subsequently, did, did they get relegated that season, QPR, and that's why we got him on loan the following yeah, that's, season? that's exactly right, yeah. yeah. They got relegated, and then we, we got them the following, following season. Was it, was it the year where oh. QPR went quite a bit of bother with money and finances, where they were just buying loads of players yeah, and just they couldn't afford them? They spent fortunes, didn't they? No, buying anyone, really. Samba, 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 yeah. yeah. They bought um, a great player. Well, I thought he was great from Blackburn. Um, Hoylet, Hoylet, Junior Hoylet. I thought he was a good player. But it was it was all that all that stamper type of player, wasn't it? Where they were just sort of they were just big trying to buy. Career, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like big... Portsmouth a few years season. Uh, yeah, seasons that's right. Before. Yeah. And then well, when when Neighbours done it not so long ago, didn't they? When some were buying the likes of the the Man U players that were coming towards the end of their career, as they'd done down the same route and spent a lot on wages. John For O'Shea, them, yeah. Brown. Rodwell, look at Rodwell. Um, yeah, well, so, last season he finally left, wasn't it? I um, but I um, the the poll itself though. Uh, do you think CC has won it purely on the the length that he, he spent on Tyneside and the fact of the moments which he gave because he he did give us some memorable, fantastic moments as a fan base. I think from from purely goal scoring and ability and that kind of thing, then. You've got to put put him up there and there because he, he did have like you said Decker before there he had a an unbelievable season that that first season that he came and he was putting them in from from everywhere. Um, Thirteen goals and fourteen appearances, man. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's amazing. That's he was amazing. he was frightening at, at the time him and and obviously you had Denver Ball and you know had to kind of try to accommodate the both of them. But then obviously as we we know through history, then picked up a. 
a couple of injuries and he was just never never the same again, was he? But he, Every, he everyone was, talks about that Chelsea insane. game, don't they? Them two Chelsea goals, which rightfully yeah, so were amazing. Yeah. But I seen the one, and I remember I was there as well, but the, the Norwich game, we played Norwich at home and he, he hit one in from against Norwich. It was a cross in from the left-hand side. He's shooting towards Elise's end. Hell of a goal. Two great goals away at Swansea. I remember one, two, nearly scored both. Really important goals. He, he he was awesome. Like He was a great player. But then I think he got really highlighted with this offside tag, didn't he? Like everyone just constantly has it. I never bought that, you know. I never bought that. Yeah, he was always always a yard or two ahead of whoever was on the ball. And if if we'd had somebody that could actually release the ball quicker, um, and to be fair, we even see still see that now with with the the players that we get, we hang on to the ball too long rather than, you know, imagine you'd never have seen Andy Cole have the success that he had here. Had he not have had Peter Beardsley playing there, because how how many times did we see Beardsley feed a little ball through for for him that that first time for him just to run through one? Yeah, I, I used to see him. Lovencrans, I used to I used to see him and Sissi were one of the most intelligent I'd seen off the ball mm-hmm. in regards to you know like moving into the channels and then bursting you know into the behind the back four or whatever. And, and yeah. the, if the balls don't come on the right time, he looks a fool constantly. 100%. And I, I do think that happened to him a lot. Like um, don't get us wrong, sometimes he, maybe he was lazy and didn't get back on side. Do you know what I mean? But if he's offside ten times in the game, I honestly believe seven or eight of them wasn't his fault. Like, um, I think a lot of it's about where, where you sit in the ground as well, mate. Where, where you're watching the likes of CC because in my say at the time when I had CC was on in in the east stand, probably just around I would say five yards ahead of the box, going towards the halfway line. Um, so the box in, in the Gallagher side. So a, a lot of the time you could see CC's run, and you, you're in perfect sight being in one of the either east stand or the is it the Milburn, which is opposite. Yeah, so yeah, the right, Milburn yeah. opposite. Um, so you're in perfect line. Yeah, the posh seats. <laughs> so you're in perfect line of, of seeing the likes of the, the strikers' runs and how well they're timed. And you could probably look at the likes of the Leasers or the Gallagher, where you're not seeing that that same position as what, what the rest of the, the ground are. Mm-hmm. So to, to those sides of the ground, he probably does look like he's miles offside and he's, he's lazy or he's made his run too early. But I, I, think, I think it's a harsh thing to, to be labelled with because from what I remember... He he was like Mark said. He, he was always one step ahead of a lot of our creative players, as you would call them. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Yeah, and I think as well. And I, I don't mean this to be to slag the fans off or anything, but let's be fair. I mean, some some people, you know, are not the most intelligent in the world in regards to watching a game of football. You know what I mean? And a lot of fans, I think, when he is offside, would just be going, "Oh, he's offside again. He's hopeless." I mean, you know what it's like. You know, you, you, we've all been there. Um, but yeah, but going back to the question, I, I do believe. I mean, you can't you can't really question that Remy's not the most overall, you know, overall the complete player. Yeah, he, he is. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I don't know. I, CC was really special, like, and I think he doesn't get enough credit. I think because he because it tailed off because he started so so hot. Mm. It it was never ever going to be able to sustain that. Was yeah, it? it was never course. going to be thirty goals in thirty one games. Was it? It was it was always going to have a have a bad period. But I, I did really think the world of him when he was here. Like to be fair. And you mentioned this. You say people people remember the two goals against um, Chelsea. The, the one which I remember that taught me head is the one against Villa. He's first on his debut. Oh, comes on as a sub. And it's just instinctive, isn't he? He just hits yeah. that and the guy's flying into the top corner. It's... Against Given, isn't it, as well? Against Given. Is it, it, was it against Given, was it? Yeah, Given was in goal. Ah, yeah. Uh, for one touch and bang. Uh, and it, I think I, I also, is it his first um, touch of the game. It must be. <laughs> it's very early on because I think he came on, didn't he? Is that right? And yeah, then, yeah, he came on as a yeah, sub. He came yeah. on as a sub. Yeah, yeah. Gutierrez finds him. Gutierrez does well on the on the outside, crosses it, and then one touch, bang, top in. 
Um, there's also the goal against Fulham when he runs in the crowd very late on. He scored the winner, I think it was, and Pardew was, was in the crowd one in as well. The Milburn. No, it's in the, well, it's in the Gallagher, that Gallagher corner where he jumped over the little metal That's fence. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I and I actually a couple of weeks ago, obviously due to having nothing to do, I was trying to find you know the UEFA Cup run that we were on. You know when we got to the quarters, um, I was looking through them games and he scored some. Nearly every UEFA game, cup game, he scored. You know. Um, yeah, and again, yeah. people just forget. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just forget. So, so the younger fans, the Europa League. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, apologise. Yes, the, the Europa League. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. People have been going UEFA. Since he wasn't playing the UEFA Cup. <laughs> yeah, the good old days. Yeah, sorry. Did, yeah. Did he- now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Did he score the goal against uh, Anzi Makalaka? Anzi, yeah. Is that the uh, when he starts kicking the boards and that? That was in extra time. Mm-hmm. That was um, really, really late on. Yeah, it was really late. Sorry, who might... scored in the home leg against uh, the, the one where we got kicked out? Benfica. 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 Was it? Did you see that scored in that one? He scored away and home. Aye. He definitely scored away, and I'm sure Ben Arthur, Ben Arthur did mint on the outside. Uh, crossed it and CC. He had an open goal, like, but he just tapped it in. But away from home, actually, if you remember, um, lovely move. I don't know if you remember, but Sissoko bombed down the right hand side and then crossed it and CC scored. It was a lovely goal that away from home, like uh, at Benfica. But unfortunately, it went out. But again, there's not two goals you mentioned. Three, actually, because he put through that match anyway by scoring against Azibale Zabajaba, whatever you've just said. So, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's what I mean when I said Anzi earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Anzi, hi. Earlier in that debate, there, like I said, it, it's probably the moment. That CC gave was a fan base, and that's probably why he, he's he's run away with that that poll, I would say. Yeah, you cannot knock him for his you for his goal scoring record, and and to be fair, you, you know Obi Obafemi Martins is 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 quite unlucky, but you know that he's in such prestigious company mm. because he he wasn't half bad, you know, in his in his time that he was here. I loved him, me absolutely loved yeah. him. Pace, his pace was just unbelievable. His, his decision, his, well, his decision making wasn't wasn't great. He was hot and cold, wasn't he? Yeah. Ah, he was power. He was power he could generate with, yeah. like hardly any backlift. Like you yeah. can, you can just remember picking up the ball and running. He would just, a bit like Robert, just whack it from anywhere and it would just fly in. He's remember still, in the, he's still in the top ten. So, right, so he's still in the top ten of the most powerful shots uh, in the Premier League. Well, the most powerful goals. Uh, yeah. It's that one race Spurs and it hit eighty-four miles an hour. Unbelievable! That was a hell of a goal that one. It's like Tony, Tony yeah. Yeboah. There's one for the uh, yeah. the archives and the older oh. listeners. Tony Abua, what, a guy. what yeah, a guy. He was like that as well, though, wasn't he? He would just he was, whack no, the right. ball from anywhere and yeah. it would go he in. He was lethal, Martins, like, just so fast, wasn't he? So yeah. quick. Um, I, I, it's funny, you know, that, that Not bad for was, a 40-year-old bloke, was he? I, have you seen the picture of him lately with his ear pack and that? He put a picture <laughs> he's, on Instagram. Still can he God, replay, oh, he? I, for 57, he looks amazing. <laughs> is, is his son <laughs> playing in, in the MLS as well? I think he is. His I, son's yeah. playing somewhere, isn't he? I'm he sure just flips he is, as yeah. well. Ah, yeah, I did. I seen a, I seen a picture of that. Unreal. Like he was, a, he was a great player. Like, again, though, you know, as you say, though, I still say if you go back to Viduka, for example, if it was you're talking prime Viduka, God, he had it all. It leads like it leads. He was special. Him like, but again, that's going so far back. I mean, a lot of yeah. people will never remember that. Like, but uh, 
Yeah, we know it is. We've had some. We've had some good players. You know, we've had some good strikers, haven't we? When you think of them, do you, but do you think if Demba Ball's good. included in amongst those four, do you think Demba runs away with it? Um, no, I don't actually. I still think CC would win, like, but only just. I think it will be a lot closer than than what the Remy uh, CC is. Do you think? Fair, I think I'd, I probably would have voted for Demba, like over over Remy, like given Did that I- choice. Did you vote on it, Decker? Did you vote for any of them? To be fair, I didn't know. To, to be honest, I didn't. Um, so if you had one now, which one would you pick out of those four? CC or Remy? I, I'd probably have to say CC. Like, um, yeah, I probably would. But I, I agree with what you were just saying that definitely Remy was the better overall player. But in terms of who was your... Is the question who was your favourite? Is that the question? Who was your favourite out of these four? Uh, who, who you would pick to go in the current team. Oh, current team. Oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, that's a different question then. So probably I would have to say Remy then. Sorry. Yeah, but if it's going on like an actual scenario of joining the team, then yes, I'd say Remy more better players, better overall. So yeah. So then, if you had a choice between Remy or Demba Bar right now, which one would you go for? I'd take Bar every time. Like I loved him. Yeah. I, re- I really pretty, yeah. Personally, um, Bar Bar's the best striker we've had since Shearer. Yeah, that, that's a fair comment. Like yeah. he done everything for someone with a ticking time bomb as a kneecap. You're right. Totally no, you're right. Yeah. To it, didn't he? yeah, and you know we got him, got him for nothing, didn't we? Is that right? We got him for for free. Oh, of course we did, because that was the song, wasn't it? We signed him on a free. Um, yeah, what a what a fantastic bit of business. Unfortunately, obviously, the, the issue you had at that time was you knew that if he kept on the the form that he was, a big club was going to come in, and unfortunately, it happened, didn't it? It was Rafa well, Benitez, Chelsea. mate. Rafa Benitez came and took him to Chelsea. That's what. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it went down the similar route as what Remy did, didn't it? So, so Remy and Bob both went to Chelsea. Um, oh, I know Remy was never our player, but they both went to Chelsea and sat on the bench. Yeah, what a waste. What a waste, you know. Now, I remember oh. another player, and listen, he's nowhere near as good as the players we've just mentioned there, but remember when Steve Sidwell was put, pulling up trees for, for uh, Redden and then he left to go to Chelsea? What, what the fuck? What was the point? He was, uh, he was a good, good player, him as he's well. He's a good player. Danny Drinkwater did it. Not that I like him, but Danny Drinkwater from Leicester went to Chelsea. Why? Well, I don't know why players do it. Um, I just don't get it. I really don't understand. But uh, Rex, I think it, Remy was wrecked. He was a bit greedy, though. But Bar, I was very, I was surprised at Bar, though, you know, a little bit. I appreciate that they were, they were a lot bigger club than we were, but what a shame. What a shame. Came back to St. James's Pot and got Colacini's right boot in his face. Oh, he did, didn't he? Knocked him out, oh, didn't he? Oh, smashed him clean out. Yeah. I think did Demma not wear that mask after that? Ah, he for, did. For games on end. Yeah. He, you know, his Colacini might have been sent off in today's for league. Yeah, well, maybe. He took his head off, mate. Took his yeah, head he off. He didn't mean to, obviously. He was trying to play the ball, but you're right, he followed his ball. He, sorry, he followed his head. Like, he absolutely... <laughs> did any of you guys yeah. listen to the, the Peter Crouch podcast? Occasionally, yes. not much. So, have you, you listened to the episode where Crouch talks about going up against Colaccini when Colaccini knocked his teeth out? <laughs> no, I haven't heard that, no. Uh, so, so there was a game where, I'm not sure who Crouch was playing for, maybe Burnley. Stoke? Was it Stoke? Stoke? It was yeah. a Stoke. So, he's playing for Stoke and um, um, obviously... Colaccini's up against Colaccini and Colaccini just clatters him and he loses like his teeth and like next minute he's I'm on the pitch and I, I look like at the pitch on the grass and he's got me teeth are just there he's got to pick them up um, took them to the physio and that and the physio like he's gone I'll just put them back in he's going to just put them back in <laughs> Got a bit of super glue here <laughs> so he oh, just kept tremendous. the teeth in that just in case he was able to slot them back in Jesus he was Christ. he was quite tasty on his day like old Colo wasn't he Ah, he was oh, dirty. He's an absolute nutcase. Yeah, he was. That's he's, you know, he's 
It's like Argentinian, isn't they? I like that, isn't they? You know, they've all got that, that nasty sort of streak in them, haven't they? Then again, though, know, I look at the likes of someone like um, Fernandez, and he looks like the calmest bloke going off the time. Oh, oh, I bet yeah. he's not the one you rile him up. Yeah, he's got that. that he's the high school streak, Annie, but I bet he's got a naughty side to him. Most of them have that edge, though, don't they? Where they, they think nothing's just raking your Achilles from behind. Just, the ball comes into your feet and they'll just go straight through you, not even think about it. Cola was very much off, like that. Like. I know it's off topic, but um, I think it was a pre season game. Newcastle were away, it might be in Portugal. Uh, Colachi and the Newcastle were wearing the blue kit. Remember the blue one go on? Mm-hmm. It was like a navy blue. Um, oh, yeah. one oh with there. the orange yeah. and green? No, no, yeah. just blue. Oh, it would have been that season. Like blue, orange and, no, it was like orange and no, no, blue. It was just all blue. I think it was just all blue, mate. It was oh, all blue, I I think um shirt was all the shirt was blue, the shorts were blue. It was like a navy blue. Oh, I was like a navy blue, wasn't it? Yeah, because uh, the sponsor was like a light well, a lightish blue. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. The, it's preseason and Colacini gets sent off in that preseason game straight I red card. Because yeah. he just throttles some young kid. He's like just got him by the neck, strangling him. Oh, there's a good picture of that, isn't there? Around when you can see me, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, my got to hold a bar, isn't it? Aye, you know, it's like, yeah. Two hands around his neck. Oh, yeah. Aye. Oh, I loved Colaccini, like, I really did. It was a great, I thought he was a great player, mate. Currently, uh, looks like he's been living out of a bin for, for the last few months, if you look at his Instagram. Not, not looking well, is he? No, he doesn't look good. Like, But you've got to remember as well, them, people, have a, people have a go at him sometimes, but he was playing alongside Mike Williamson or Stephen Taylor. You're not blessed with a person that's beside you, like, you know oh, what I mean? Let's have a word said again, Super Mike. <laughs> Yeah. Remember when wasn't there a Chang Gan run about him going for England? Was it, England. Was it was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, he was playing. He was playing out of his skin at the time, no, though, wasn't I, he? Was... I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Do you know what it is? He, he, in the, I remember the Championship season. He won absolutely everything in the year. It was just when he when we asked him to play football was when we had a problem. That was that was all. Oh mate, he just like just put his th- foot through it and see where it went. Yeah. That's all that he, he used to ball. come forward. He used to come forward and just knock a little bit forward, a little bit more forward. Have a look, a little sure. bit more forward, and then just launch same thing every time, wasn't it? <laughs> Bring it out from the back with the right hand side, and then just ping just towards ping the corner out. flag. Yeah, and you could see it. <laughs> just knew all... you knew every single week that yeah. it was going to happen. The, the opposition just waited just... for it. Would just let him have the ball, wouldn't it? As well, they'd mark everyone else up and go, oh, just let him have it because he's not going to cause any trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a... Right. That was his one pass, though, when it, you, you just knew it was coming. Oh. Moving on, obviously, we spent a lot of time on that, that whole debate of strikers there, but moving on, um, I, I want to make a, a quick mention on this one. So, takeover news it hasn't gone away. Um, we've had the likes of George Colgan, who I would probably say that's probably the most respected, shall we say journalist in regards to, to Newcastle United related things at the moment I think a lot of people got a, a lot of trust in George um, so he, he done a bit on the Athletic early last week in regards to saying this is the furthest it's ever gone with a takeaway saying don't get carried away, take don't away. crack the candle take away. Yeah, take, did I say takeaway? You're hungry You're hungry I can't Brilliant. help it Brilliant. So this is the furthest we've ever gone in regards to a progression with a takeover. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on that one? Does this feel different to, to use or do you just feel it's all rehashed? It's just the same steps as what we've seen pan out over previous seasons. Um, for, for me, sadly, I, I don't think I feel... I, don't, I wouldn't say I feel different about it. Um, I'm not really hearing enough positive things like the odd report here and there from from the likes of george or whatever but some bloke of jory shows 
saying he knows people's lawyers and that. I'm not having oh, any mate, of that. So, so this, I, yeah. I wanted to touch on this one. This is what I've got highlighted on Winotia. Um, so I had a little bit of a debate with Greg. We're talking about Greg Lake, who was on season one of Jody Show. So, he, watched had, it, so, I didn't so he had put something on, um, and he'd done the same last time, mate. So he put something on, claiming that he was in the know. So <laughs> I, I basically, I, I didn't call him out. I, I just quoted the tweet and just said things like, "This is where things get a bit muddy for me." Um, that if you've got fans like him coming online on social media and just dropping little little seeds like that everywhere, it. it gives fans a, a false sense of hope. Of course it does, if you yeah. sit there and wait for respected journalists, like like I said, like George Colgan, like Sir Mark Douglas, uh, Chronicle, people like that, if you sit and wait for, for those to, to come out with some form of evidence, things like that, that, then great. But I'm not taking some information by, like I said, someone who was on the first season of Geordie Show who thinks that they've got information by a member of Rafa's legal team. What's all that about? Why is Rafa's yeah. legal team talking to some Jory Shortcast man. But, but you'll take the you'll take the speculation from a hairdresser, a dentist, a radio DJ, a used car salesman. Yeah. All day long. <laughs> well, I think it's just the same stuff though, isn't it? Do, do you know what I find? I'm not sure. What I find a bit weird about all of it as well, you know, is is let let's say before the report came out, what sorry, just remind us again, was it what paper was it that the the most recent one? Who was it? That it was Financial was Times, it was Luke Edwards, Edwards, wasn't it? Luke Edwards. Was it Luke I, can't Edwards. I can't remember. I nah, it, it, was... it, it broke in fina- the Financial Times originally, didn't it? That that all of this was happening. That's where well, it came no, from. Dekka, you talked about the one last week. But like the, the most recent one that yeah. seemed to suggest it was really far down the line. So that was the one about the um, the fact that the paperwork had been submitted yes. to... Yeah, yeah, which was the Telegraph, was wasn't it? I'm not yeah. saying it was Luke Edwards, it but it was Luke the Telegraph. Was somebody from the Telegraph, yes, yeah. that's right. So what I find really weird is is that no one, no dentist, no Jory Shaw guy says that before the papers. No one says before the Telegraph or the papers have been signed and they've been sent to the Premier League. These in-you-know guys only ever seem to come out after a report's been done. So, for example, the Telegraph come out and say, the papers have been sent last week, hunky-dory. Now, all of a sudden, this Jory Shaw guy knows Rafa's going to be manager next week. Like... That's when I just find it all bullshit. Everyone's so, so quiet. But then as soon as a report comes out to say, oh, it's further along the line, everyone all of a sudden, oh, I've heard this, oh, I've heard that. Like, it's all bollocks, man. It's absolute bullshit, that. Well, they, they would probably argue that they're protecting their sources, aren't they? That, that's what they would say. But, but, any sources, why, any sources why does Greg... got is mayonnaise, tomato sauce, brown sauce. <laughs> why does Greg Lake need a sauce? Why does he need a protector sauce? Like... Oh, yeah. Like, listen to how ridiculous it sounds. <laughs> it does sound ridiculous. Greg Lake of season one of Jordy Shaw needs to protect his <laughs> football and source. But, sorry, oh, to, go back, to go back to your question, though, Chris, what you said, does it feel any different? The, the only, I, I wouldn't say it feels different, but I will say the situation is different because of what we're currently going through as a country. Because I really feel that if you turn up at Mike Ashley's door with 300 million, you might not be able to give him it because you'll have to stand two metres away. But I'm telling you now, <laughs> He might take that three hundred and forty million, like bearing in mind the scenario of the of the sort of the economy at the moment. So, in regards to the selling leverage, you could be never as never as a good opportunity. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, we yeah. mentioned this on on the live Q and A, which we've done in um, the last couple of weeks, is that um, Mike Ashley's stocks are very, very low at the moment. Not just in regards to money um, on the stock market, but also you wouldn't think, couldn't think it could get any worse. But in regards to a person, personality-wise, and his his work ethics, 
he's getting a lot of stick at the moment. Yeah, and right, rightfully so. And do you know something I saw you touch on here? Um, this, this, um, you know, the the government situation with the eighty percent um, furlough your staff, whatever. Yeah. yeah. What, what what's really pisses off this week more than ever actually is um, how Liverpool were absolutely rinsed for it, um, and then obviously the the, the turnaround didn't they? They decided mm-hmm. obviously that it was the yeah. wrong thing to do. They've obviously realised that we're getting too much PR shit, so we're just going to do it. Same um, with Spurs. Same with yes. Spurs. Michael J for hope for the Warriors started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost. To post 9-11 vets and their families, over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. This is what's annoying is there was that Liverpool got loads of shit. Spurs, Spurs haven't done a U-turn though, have they? They're still not yet. Not yet. They're, they're thinking about it or whatever. But I'm not here on my... That's his name anyway. I'm not here on yeah, our name anyway. It, it's a very good point. Liverpool is shit and Tottenham is shit and they're terrible human beings. Well, why is, why is my... Actually, not getting any heat. I think it's... the difference is, mate, is because Liverpool have, have came out the last couple of years being classing themselves as the people's club and being part of the city and things like that. By those doing that, that completely goes against what their ethics are as a football club. That's I think actually... everyone knows Newcastle United and Mike Ashley especially doesn't give two flying fucks about the fans or any staff member. I think that's yeah. the difference. People are almost expected of, of Mike Ashley, don't they? And isn't that that's a, that's a problem that you're in a really bad situation, I think, where that you, people expect bad decisions or bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. That's that's dangerous that because he pretty much can do pretty much anything, and you go, oh, when it's him, you you expect that, and that's that's not a, that's yeah, not you, a great place to be. be like. You'd be more shocked if uh, Mike Ashley didn't take that that decision to put yeah. them on 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 furlough. Yeah, I think we were the, we were the first Premier League team, is that correct? I think. Yeah. To mm-hmm. do it, I think we're and, the first football and, team. And I sat there and went, well, "No surprise." And that's a bad place to be, in, isn't it? When you really, you know, there's something like that happening. And, and you're almost accepted because he's an arsehole. Like it's it's just not it's not good, is it? Really? To be to be fair, from a from a business point of view, it it's the right thing to do for for the business because they've got no cash flow coming in. They're not generating any money. Somebody gives you a, a get out of jail free card to say, you know, yeah. we'll we'll pay eighty percent of of your staff's wages. Just make sure that they've got a job when this is all over. From from a purely business point of view, it's. You know, it's a no-brainer. But you then look at the flip side of that and think how much money is in football, and and the the fact that I think the big thing was is that it, it was just all of the non non-playing stuff, the yeah. deemed non-essential side of it that that were done. I think that's what has kind of riled the the most with people is that you've got you know people sit, sitting on 50, 60, 70, 80 grand a week and it's somebody that's on 20, 30 grand a year that's yeah. that's getting filled but it doesn't add up does it doesn't make just doesn't add up that doesn't really it's not fair is it? I don't think I mean I have seen Sunderland have done the entire club haven't they even well, the players that's, everyone that's what you know? I was just going to say you, so. you then take that way where you have, got, but the, got but the players are still on 100% aren't they so the the government well, are making eighty percent of the wage, and the, yeah. the club are making up the further twenty percent. But but we know, looking at that, obviously the, the documentary which has just been on Netflix, how much of financial trouble that club are in. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think for them, it's probably the correct decision. I think Mark's just mentioned there with all being a get out of jail card, which the government have handed a lot of people. Um, I, I think this this funding was aimed at the companies that were going to be struggling, not for the companies that are owned by multi millionaires. 
Yeah, that's where I come from. Is that yes? That's where I, I just feel as if he's seen it as an opportunity not to pay, and he and he's took it. And that's just my because I, I I totally believe. Oh, we'd see we should have. Um, I do I do believe Sunderland, as we've rightly just said there, that we know a little bit more background because of the documentary, for example, is that they probably do need help. They, they really do because they'd probably go under. But we I don't believe we'd go under because we're not paying, as you've just said before, twenty thirty grand a year to. 50 people or whatever it, I don't know how many people it is but and then you've got Shelby who are probably still sitting on 70, 80 grand a week I just that doesn't sit right with me that like to be honest but it, so, it is so one, it is. Of, one of the, the, the sections which have been put on furlough there is the media team and and since the whole isolation since since um, social distancing we've saw the media team step it up again haven't we um, they've done a lot obviously with the Saturday 3 o'clock kickoffs there was only two of them but they were getting high numbers and they were interacting and keeping fans not updated about the situation, but keeping fans interested in Newcastle United as a football club. They've gone. So I was speaking to someone at the club um, last week. I don't want to say the name, but I was speaking to someone and I had put a tweet on saying it looks like the media team being put on furlough. They haven't tweeted for X amount of days. They were only tweeting things like happy birthday to players and retweeting things like the foundation sort of things. Then I got a message from someone on a club on Twitter just saying, yes, what you're saying is correct. Um, it's it's good of you to notice. And that this person that messaged was the only person that was left who, who was basically running the media accounts for those sort of things, which I just mentioned, like birthday tweets and things like that. So right now, there's one person running that, that social media account, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and it's not even their job. You just you, you look across the um, even when you look at journalists and media, there's a, a whole host of, of newspapers that have, have followed journalists. So you know there there's no stories getting written because obviously there's no sport happening and stuff like that. So you, you're seeing a lot of them are are not putting stories out or they they're, they're doing stuff on on Twitter and stuff like that just to to keep I guess to keep relevant with with what's happening. But that's what I mean. I think um, it's worrying that, that that they've made that decision to get rid of that media team even keeping a couple of them on there, say if there's four or five people there, keeping two of them on there just to keep interaction high. There's plenty of content out there to be had, especially amongst Newcastle fan base who's got a high numbers on social media. Like I said, Twitter is, doesn't matter what time of day you, you go on the NUFC tag, there's always people talking about Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a shame that, that they've, they've made that decision to get rid of that team and, and take any sort of, of belonging to the football club, any any sort of interest away because right now there's nothing, is there? It's flat, very flat. I'm, I I I think I text you all how much I enjoyed the five nil game. You know, I I even enjoyed the daft little team sheets before the game and little updates and stuff like that during the match. And of course, I know it's all hysteria and I know it's all been done before, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think, as you say, though, it's about having that connection, isn't it, to keep you going over over a shit time and. And to not have them there at all, it's, it's terrible, to be honest. It's, it's shocking. Like You look at other clubs, and we've seen it with the likes of even Sunderland done this before they put the, cl- the clubs on staff, and Leicester done something where they were doing question and answer with, with a, a player. So they would pick a player each week. They would do question and answers on Twitter, social media, where fans would send questions in using a hashtag, similar to what we do on the podcast, and then the player would pick them up at home, face the camera sort of stuff, answer the questions. Well, we haven't even done anything like that. I'm not sure if it's going to be planned for the future with this one person that's taking control of everything. But it's it's a shame that we haven't even prepared for that, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what it is? And I don't mean to, to certainly knock the people that are in the media team, obviously, of course. But again, it, it's back to the Mike Ashley thing. About, it doesn't surprise us that we haven't been doing that. Or 
ahead of the ball. Does that make sense? Like it's just, but mm. we're just not forward thinking in any way, whether on or off the field. And uh, I don't want to sound make it depressing here, but do you know what I mean? Though, like it's, it. I think when when this new media team or the, whoever whoever has been doing it was really having good banter, wasn't he? Though, when, yeah. When it first started, yeah. especially see, especially this season. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone was saying, "Crikey!" Like whoever's in charge of this admin now, like like happy days because we've actually got something we can kind of uh, interact with. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it is a shame still, I have seen a lot of the club official here. account as well, mate. Like, like interacting with fans. Like, obviously, we got on the podcast where they were doing memorable moments of, of football matches and goals. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I had basically put on where Chris and Decker were celebrating um, the, the goal. Um, was it Almiron's goal? It was, wasn't it? So, uh, West Brom, yeah. Yeah, we, so Almiron's goal. And straight away, within seconds, the, the tweeted that clip. That's right, yeah. You want there, so yeah. it's interacting with fan base, and, and like I said, it's gone to, to just a sudden halt straight away. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It really is. Especially is like you said, when they're doing so well as well as a team. Absolutely, yeah. They had turned, they had turned the corner. I felt in regards to that in terms of interacting. I actually forgot about that. It was really good when they were doing fan moments. That was great. <laughs> Remember good. back in the day when when the club official account was basically just used to sell club stock. <laughs> So selling like norms, garden like, norms, like norms. <laughs> God, that's norms. all that it was used for. Jesus. Mental that. That was only what five years ago, five six yeah, years ago. Not long. Wasn't long ago, and social media has been a lot around a lot longer than five and six years, and they were still using it to sell norms. <laughs> well, we've got uh, we've got some breaking news here. Anyway, oh, so hot hot off the press. But uh, obviously we're talking about uh, players' wages and people being furloughed and stuff like that. Well, it's just been an announcement came out, so loads and loads of uh, players are, are tweeting this out at the minute under the hashtag players together. Um, mm-hmm. And there's basically a, a full-page statement came out that uh, it, it's what was started by Jordan Henderson um, talking right, about okay, it yeah. in the, the news. And so all of the players have came out and agreed that they, they're basically going to um, make donations into a, a central pot that's going to be used to support the uh, the NHS. So um, quite a number of our own players have, uh, have have tweeted this out that I can that I can see here. I've on, seen Yedlin's done it, like so, I've seen. Yeah, yeah Yedlin, Fernandez, um, Lascelles, Dummett, um, Dwight Gale are the ones I'm just looking at now. So. So there has been action taken. Um, obviously, there's there's been a lot of, of chat in the last last week or so about football as wages and and stuff like that. And obviously, the the stuff over non-playing staff getting furloughed. So um, finally, there's been a, a bit of acting happening on it. And to be fair, I, I expected this to be going on in in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's nice that now it's it's actually finally came out and they they're doing doing something. So just seeing Kieran Clark as well now, Ben Aleb. Um, so literally, it looks looks like the majority of our players that we've got on on Twitter have have, have uh, put it out. I'm seeing some on Instagram as well. So I think a lot, a lot good, of credit for, story. for for Jordan Henderson there as well because I I don't know if any listened to Danny Rose on Five Live. It was the other day he came yeah. on and yeah, yeah. I think it was when he was a bit pissed off and he came on. You could tell he was a bit annoyed that there was like government bodies saying that yeah. like they're asking us how to spend our money almost and we all we do want to help but we need to and he says I had just come off the phone to Jordan Henderson he was ringing every single player or every captain at every club anyway to say like what can we do which I think is fantastic absolutely well brilliant. I think he's the uh, is, is Jordan Henderson not the PFA's player uh, rep or whatever whatever, whatever oh, it is, is like, I, where, I where each club's got a PFA um, yeah. rep I'm sure he's like the, the head of 
the players' yeah. union or, or whatever yeah. it is kind of thing. He so, probably will be. He's he's captain of England team, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. you would expect him to take those sort of roles on. But I think Danny Danny Rose had a had a had a good point. I mean, it's it, it came out in that interview that you know what he's individually done um, during this time, like he's donated i think it's just shy of of 20 grand to to the hospital um down in it's down in the midlands somewhere um where he's made that and then a few days later he spent another good thousand it uh domino's pizza hundreds pizza hundreds of pizzas got delivered so yeah i better yeah, use the 50 percent off voucher though because <laughs> really yeah anybody's paying full price for domino's pizzas other the price of them things i think the point that he made on the, on that interview i've seen was brilliant in the regards to listen i've got no problem if, if given percentage of my wage or any of my wage to you but what i do want to know is where it's going and I think that yeah. was what a key point was, is listen, I'll help out as much as you want and the players will. We just want to know where the money's going to go, that's all. And I think that was a, a really good point. But yeah, it's a good story and obviously everyone's pulling together. It's, it's obviously in the shit time that it is like. I, th- I think one of the interesting things as well on this one is that there's a lot of tension at footballers and footballers' wages. And, and correct what we've said earlier on in this, this recording is it didn't sit right how there's a lot of members of staff, non-playing staff at the football club that were, were putting on furlough. Uh, and the likes of the playing staff weren't when they're making a lot more money. Um, but then there was a lot of things coming out saying without the footballers being on the wages which they're currently on and, and the mega books which they're on, the government uh, wouldn't be receiving anywhere near the amount of tax uh, because obviously the PLO, it's just over 50% yeah. of the wages, isn't it? Tax. Yeah, there's a higher, higher tax band, isn't it? So, exactly. So without even going into the likes of the politics of it all um, and the current situation, footballers contribute a lot to this country. A hell of a lot just oh, in taxes. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, right, yeah. for someone to come out and say that players should be donating even more of the money to the likes of the NHS, well, not just the NHS, to, to the government, really, is is crazy when you think about it. They, yeah. they don't go after other sports stars, they don't well, go after the likes of tennis players, golfers, basketballers, yeah, yeah. things like that. They, they don't well, touch seen, them. I've seen Lewis Hamilton getting a lot of shit. Um, well, not shit. Not shit, but they were using him as an example to the argument you've just said there, Chris, in regards to, you know, the footballers, Premier League players are here spending, you know, paying tax for this country, but they've got Lewis Hamilton's done off to Monaco, so they're paying out. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I'm not blaming Mon- uh, Hamilton here, I don't want to, because there'll be people that like him, of course, but that's an argument that was used, and I totally agree. And there's, there's like Gary Ball singers, have there's, paid tax for God knows how long. Exactly. There's millions of people doing it, and as you rightly say, it's the it's the footballers that for some reason get dragged into it as if they're, they're all fucking horrible people like, and I think it's it's really awful. But fantastic news story there, and it, it feels like that it sounds like the players have really communicated, the clubs have communicated uh, off the field and, and done something which is great. Like, be interesting to see what the the general public reaction to it is because, as you say, it does does feel like that there's been a bit of a, a witch hunt after footballers, and, and look, we know they get paid a lot of money. You know, there's there's no hiding from that. Um, but as you, you've just said, so do a hell of a lot of other people that aren't getting, with, you know, haven't got a witch hunt about making sure that they're donating money and what are they doing about it? Um, yeah. I mean, so. Well, I've just mentioned there before, Shelby's on 70 grand a week. Well, he's on 35 then, because half of it's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's nearly 50% of it that they're paying. So they're, they're paying a hell of a lot of money towards, you know, of course, of course they've got a lot of money. Of course they have. And they'll be the first to admit that. But. You know, I just think sometimes that it's so easy, isn't it, uh, to to get on their backs? I think sometimes in every situation, yeah, it's a bit rich for this coming from a politician as well, saying that the, the footballers should look at themselves and give more money. When have we seen any news breaking about politicians coming together and, and offering a little bit of their wages to to the so, cause? 
the, the same the same person that probably said what you've just said there is probably claiming overtime for fucking for doing some conference call at home in his bed. No, he probably he might not be, but he probably is. He'd probably be claiming expenses or something. So that they're, they're, they're there for fine one. For the Millers, movie nights were once tradition. Now Sarah could hardly get through the opening credits, not on that old couch. But one day while shopping on QVC.com, she learned Lazy Boy recliners had slimmed down a bit. And in just a few clicks, Sarah got her Lazy Boy chair and a popcorn maker and a soundbar by Bose. And with one quick trip to QVC.com, Movie Night and Sarah's back were saved. Shop QVC.com slash podcast and use code QVC20podcast for $20 off $40 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life. To talk. But let's not go down the political route here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start getting annoyed. <laughs> so is anyone else, anything to mention which has happened this week? Because I've gone through what points there. Um, we've gone kind of wild there, 50 minutes pushing for this one. Um, I'm, I'm still finding it odd that even in this this current climate, we're still being linked with transfers and spending money and stuff yeah. like, like that. Yeah. It's... And, and and I know, like I'm gonna say, I, I know football doesn't stop it. It has, but that's like the the on the field stuff that that stopped more than anything. So I guess you know you still do have to kind of plan ahead somewhat, even though you don't know when that next season's going to be. You've you've got to kind of think of that that bigger picture. Um, do, do, you well, think, well, do you think our transfer transfer window budget will be totally adjusted because of all of this, or or do you think it is that money will be zero? I think it'll be zero. Just zero. Yeah, just zero. Um, I, I think we're, we're always so bar- far behind with recruitment anyway. Yeah, we are. So, so this is going to give us a huge setback, even worse than what it's ever been before. And I'm going to be very, very surprised if we bring anyone through the door that hasn't already been lined up. Mm-hmm. And it could also mean we might not sell anybody. Maybe selling might, you know, also might not be as active. Because uh, there'll be a lot of other clubs out there that are in the same situation as us in, in Rigo. I mean, your Man Cities, of course, th- them are probably still plotting now. Do you know what I mean? Because the, the money's endless. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But you know what? You're right in what you say. We're so damn slow at anything. And Christ, we're going to be even slower here. Like. Well, well, we'll haggle over half a million anyway, mate. At, like, every, <laughs> single, every single transfer yeah. window. So imagine what it's going to be like when we're not even, even sorted to go after these targets, man. Yeah. Do, do you think, um, you know, when the season does resume, have you had any more thoughts in regards to when it'll when it'll be in behind closed doors situation? I think I know we touched on it before, but have your minds changed on any of that? Um, I think it's, I think no matter what, it's going to be behind closed doors if it does go ahead. I don't think they're going to risk um, letting let public in a, in a football grounds in high attendances. I think um, possibilities could just be something daft like training grounds, mate. That they've all got full size pitches on there. So it could just be buying closed doors at a training ground, things like that. Yeah, I think the problem is, is it you'll still you'll still have people that that'll go to kind of obviously they're not going to be able to go and see, but even if it's held at the training ground or if it's held at the stadium, you'll have people like like we saw in France, like we saw in Italy when we've. Uh, in Spain, where we've had the lockdowns, they just went and stood outside of the grounds. They went and stood yeah. outside of the out of the outside the training grounds and stuff like that because the, the people just want to to be near to 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 feel. Football you can look again, at it the other way though, and, and look at the amount of policing um, that goes into to a one single football match. If there's a match behind closed doors at the likes of a training ground, then it's not going to take that much police to have some sort of barrier 
outside of the entrances to these training grounds compared to what you're going to be using on a match day. So it, it's well, probably... we've got Jeff, the security guard, that stands at the <laughs> at that shutter with the Sky Sports News, and he? he'll Aye. be fine. <laughs> but that, I think, I honestly think it, it'll be behind behind closed doors and possibly training ground matches. Yeah, probably true. I, Mark made a good point there, like in terms of people wanting to get there, like to be outside and that. Like that's a good point because I agree that with the drones, you know, just flying yeah, a drone over the top. I mean, I'm seeing people out in the street now. I've never seen jogging my entire life, right? <laughs> And now all of a sudden they're out there jogging away just to get outside. Like so, if there's if someone said there's a football match on next week, he'd probably him with his dogs will be there. Probably what and his dog. You want to boot you know a few years ago. You want to put this dog bloke. He'll be there. Um, <laughs> so no, you know it's a good point. That it's a good point. But yeah, yeah. To, to be fair, I think behind closed doors and I never even thought about training grounds. So yeah, I didn't even think of that. I think it, it it's a way that it's going to stop huge, huge amounts of people. Because let, let's be honest, if you have a game in St. James's Park behind closed door, you're going to tr- attract a lot more people to be around that area. 100%. People will I be think if you have it, stand, it yeah, that. so if you have it over at the training ground, Dorsley Park, you're not going to have nowhere near as much as much. Um, God, that would be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, wouldn't it be yeah, weird? Be really weird. A really Premier really League weird. game at a training ground, you'd win the game, and it'd almost feel like a like a, I don't know, like a fake result. Weird, they do it. Just... They do it a lot in pre-season, don't they? Where the likes of the senior team will play like sort of reserve. Well, not necessarily what they call now yeah. under twenty-one. So, um, yeah. yeah, you'll see that a lot um, pre-season. But it's probably just similar. But but like you say, it'll be like you ever seen a football match behind closed doors where you can hear like the players talk on the field. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Show. I mean, yeah. you get that even in pre-season friendlies, don't you? When it's yeah. like not a, not a very vocal crowd. But I do I do worry strange. about him. I worry about the fitness of the players as well, to, to be really honest, because they may be working from home and, and, and doing their fitness and stuff, but that's not the same. It's just not the same. And I think if the longer it goes on, and them them are expecting, all right, okay. I don't know, let's say eight weeks time or whatever, and then they turn around and say, right, next week you're playing. We'll carry on the fixtures as they are. You're playing them. Get on with it. I reckon the standard could be absolutely terrible. Do you know what Thank worries you. me, mate? I is think that, have to that have most of the players. So I think most of the players have gone. Well, all of them have gone home, but the ones that have been given plans in regards to fitness, yeah. a lot of it's gonna be um, running, isn't it? Yeah, you, well, you that's, think so, that's yeah. what worries me. Um, yeah. That it's just solely that's... like likes of cardio and running and and probably just lifting weights and stuff. It's it's nowhere near going to be like like you said. Like match fitness is going to be at an all time low. It's going to be worse than what it would be in pre season, man. Yeah. Well, I actually I actually think that Danny Rose ordered all them pizzas to come to his house and they just got got lost. <laughs> and uh, so you know what I mean. He had his fifty percent off voucher, so when when he yeah. when he ordered a couple of hundred quids worth, he was like, "Oh, I'm never going to eat all of this." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so but no, thanks for the night, lads. It's like, I, it's I, like I you with your takeaway order, isn't it, on a Sunday night? Exactly. Yeah. Twenty-seven I, I, pizzas, three kebabs. Yeah. I, I, got kebab of, of, um, I got to send a photo of Joe Linton running on the quayside yesterday. Oh really? Alright. With uh, a kebab. Was, didn't have a kebab, mate. Just so I'm just running along the quayside. Early, well, at, least at least he wasn't. Uh, at least he wasn't in Lisa's Park with uh, Brucey, like uh, w- that we've seen down in uh, Spurs oh, on, yeah. on Clapham Common or something like that, haven't we? What the hell? Bruce, Bruce has got his own little form. He's got a little form that he's maintaining, mate. Has he? Ah, he's got pig form. Uh, oh, that's a good. Yeah, how's, he's just. How was the form? Did you say? <laughs> so I was, I was Brucey Bacon. But I, it was that 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 story of uh, Newcastle top brass buys uh, property in the northwest or something? Was that was that that story? I take over Cheshire way. Ah, he's he's he's, um, he's got a little farmhouse and. Yeah, that, that's how he's keeping busy. 
Well, I'd seen people had seen that story and it put two and two together and got takeover as a as a result yeah. of that happening. Two and two together, come up with 25. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous, man. Must, must know he's going to be out of job at the end of the season, so he's moving over to the northwest. To grow so cabbages. His family home's there anyway in Cheshire, isn't it? That's what Cabbage Luke, Luke Edwards said straight away. was like, he, he's got a family home in Cheshire, so it's just it's a non-news story. Like, it's just is what it is. But, but it's, it's from, obviously, his time at Man United, isn't he? That's where the yeah, people live. Of course. Of course so, yeah. Maybe maybe he shares house with Rafa. <laughs> maybe the neighbours. <laughs> Well, now they Rafa both like taking the dogs for a walk, don't they? Aye, Rafa does love his dogs. Loves his dogs. dogs. We're going completely off track, yeah. <laughs> we're going off track. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going. <laughs> right, I'm done, lads. Anything else yeah. you want to add? Because I'm all done. No, no, not, not for me. I'm going to get another beer. And stay safe, lads. Watch what you're doing. Same as everybody else. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. See you. Bye. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.